Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. I'm Dan Thomas, joined the studio today by Craig Burley and Shaka Hiss. That will kick things off at Anfield. It was a big game in England, wasn't it? Liverpool taking on at Chelsea in the end. Liverpool were absolutely dominant. They were brilliant throughout. Jota would open the scoring. Then young Bradley would make it 2-0. Slobosai made it 3 and Conkle got one back. Then Diaz scored late on to Liverpool all three points. By the way, Nunez hit the post, a Premier League record four times in that tie. A result that means it's still five points to separate Liverpool and City at the top of the table with City beating Burnley earlier in the day. Well, Frank LeBeouf joins us, but Craig, I want to start with you. Liverpool are so good at the moment. We're just changing some things around in the studio. It's magic chairs going on. If you can hear the squeaking, that's very subtle. Here we go. That's done. Perfect. That's back. That's Craig's back squeaking you were here now. Yeah, exactly. Why did you have to swap oh. chairs? <laughs> oh, no, no, what it was, somebody was, bringing, somebody was bringing in my notes. Really? <laughs> uh, Frank LeBeouf joins it's us. I saw this written down here. It said, please right. change chairs right. before the live show. Right. Shut up. Right, let's get on with this. Or worse to that. that uh, Liverpool then with a 4-1 victory. Liverpool are so good at the moment, Craig. Yeah, and Chelsea are so bad. Yeah. Uh, this nonsense about, <laughs> oh, Chelsea are on, uh, they're, on a, they're on a reasonable run, they're on, they're, on, they're on a winning streak. Yeah, they played nobody. Literally played no top teams, beat Newcastle in the cup, but that was penalties and the gift from, from Kieran Trippier. We'll get, I suppose we'll get to Chelsea in a bit. But yeah, Liverpool, you know, Sabah's lie back, Jota's form, Nunes could have hit the post four times. Yeah, I mentioned that. That was switching chairs at the time. <laughs> and, uh, but there was a squeak in my ear. I never heard it. Hit the post four times. Created, should, obviously, you know, should have been on the score sheet. Uh, created for others, as he does. And then you've got the young boy, Connor Bradley, who, look, he, he was just excellent going down that side. But Ben Chilwell on the left-hand side, giving the ball away oh. for the first. And then his position for the Connor Bradley goal. From a throw-in... He stood next to Badiashil, having a wrestling match with Diego Jota, mm. leaving an acre of space. He has no need to be tucked in so far. So, from all that, it played into Liverpool's hands. And, yeah, they're playing, they're playing great. Uh, they're scoring goals. They're coping with Mo Salah being away. Yep. The youngsters are coming in and doing well. The experienced players are coming back. Uh, Andrew Robertson came on uh, as well. And Trent Alexander-Arnold came on. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the effect of Jurgen Klopp, as I thought at this moment in time, leaving has gone the positive way, yeah. not the negative. Yeah, very much so. And then we'll talk about Chelsea in a moment, but Frank. But if you're a Liverpool fan at the moment, you are loving everything you're seeing from your side. Definitely, definitely, because they have some injuries. They have big injuries. Uh, some players came back, like Robertson, Trent Alexander-Arnold in the second half. But but the players they they were in their in their position were absolutely fantastic. I mean, I discovered Connor Bradley. The guy had two assists. If we can consider that the first pass for Jota is an assist, 
and a wonderful goal. Even if he slips, he can carries uh, carries on and he can carry on and, and score that goal. He was absolutely fantastic defensively did the job and he was working hard uh, up front Jota is on fire we have to say the truth the guy is really yeah. on fire right now so we it's like we don't feel that Salah is not here it's like we don't feel that Robertson just came back and uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold too um, in the middle of the park they do the job McAllister is there Van Dijk and Konate are absolutely fantastic tremendous uh, we I feel that there is a real cohesion between the players and it, it's like um what Jurgen Klopp just said like a week ago made them even better. They want to fight for him. There is a unity that I can feel there that they are quite invincible, especially when they play against a team uh, like Chelsea right now, which is very, very poor. They got this swagger, they got this belief, and the great thing is when you've got someone like Conor Bradley coming in, Shaka, yeah. who puts in that sort of performance. I know you're, you're waxing lyrical about it. It, it really was. I, I mean, that, the, the finish for, for his goal, I, I thought really was special. The way he hit it, how crisply he hit it, kept it, kept it very low. No, no goalkeeper wants to deal with that. His all-round play, I, I thought, was just simply outstanding. You, you have to love everything you're seeing about, about Liverpool right now. And while, yes, Chelsea didn't do any favours in, in, in terms of making it difficult for Liverpool. To the point where, and Craig certainly commented on this uh, at the time, Jurgen Klopp is making changes with 20, 25 minutes ago. The game's won. That's how comfortable it felt. I know while you could hear Chelsea fans, well, those, those who, who want to be optimistic for, for whatever reason, saying, well, had that penalty been given on Nkunku, that makes it 3-2, and maybe thing, things change. But Jurgen Klopp is sitting so comfortably on that sideline, given everything that he's seeing, that he's giving players a rest. 20 minutes ago, what, what does that say? When, when we're talking about a team like Chelsea, one of, one of the usual suspects in, in terms of who finishes at the very least top four. Um, but, but, but for Liverpool, I'm, I'm, I'm going to join Craig in saying that everything you, you've seen, two weeks ago it was... How will they cope without Mo Salah? A week ago it was, well, Jürgen Klopp is leaving. How, how, how are they going <coughs> to react? And now, and if, if this is anything to go by, and again, opponent apart, you have to love the response of everybody. So that was the positive? Well, should we, talk about, I, I, should we talk about the negative? I'll tell you what, it doesn't bode well for the Carabao Cup final. Well, of course, yeah. Which we have, which is Chelsea-Liverpool, uh, which means he's got a lot of thinking to do not just for this cup final, but between now and then. I mean, he took Conor Gallagher off. And then he took Caicedo off. He could, have he could have done it in any way he wanted. I mean, he could have taken any of the midfield off. Mm -hmm. Right? He takes uh, Madweki off. I mean, let, let, let's, let's go through what he had to do here. He took Madweki off. Uh, he put... Sterling on the right, he then brought Modric on the left, he shifted Cole Palmer back in for Conor Gallagher. He put Disassi, the right back, back to centre back, he put a centre back at left back, he took Chilwell off and he brought Malo Gusto on. I mean, that's. I mean. You did well there. I, I, I was really hoping for you to fall at something. I know you were. I know you were. And I was, I was, my brain was going there, racking my brain. And that's what he did. That was, that, that was like rolling. That's how bad it was. It was like rolling everything. It was like a wheel, right? You go there and you go. I mean, honestly, and, and Baddy Ashiel, who's not a left back, and Caldwell's been playing there, he's not a left back. Uh, and well played there as a left back and was terrible. But they're getting caught down in, in those areas. They're getting caught. And, and how you can let Diego Jota get through uh, 
through that gap between Silva and Badia Shield? I, I, I don't know, Shaq. I, I, I can't explain anything about Chelsea. I'll be honest with you. Um, I, at this point, nothing... I, I, I want to say surprise, but nothing disappoints me with Chelsea anymore. Because your I, expectations are so low. I, I so low. And, and it, it feels as though we just kind of sit here and, and have the same criticism for, for, for players who cost a lot to turn in any kind of a performance. And from a manager who's very experienced to try and find some kind of solution to what was going on at Chelsea. And we are all seemingly as, as bemused as Pochettino. Nobody has any answers. And Chelsea just keep turning out these awful performances Thanks to, the, to the, the, the schedule they had, all of a sudden they put some results together and maybe some people thought different, but, but nothing about the performances suggests that anything is, is going to get any better. And, 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 and that's a concern. Where does this turn around for Chelsea? Yeah. Or more to the point, how? Given the money they've spent, <coughs> what, what can Chelsea do or how much do they need to spend this summer to have them competing again? Because it, what we saw there is not an easy fix. It's not a one or two player fix. It, it's, we are talking into five, six, maybe even seven players before Chelsea look anything like a decent. Well, they've got Thiago Silva at the back, who they're not, not going to be there long, and he's still one of the stalwarts. Was the first on the team sheet? 39. What are they going to do? They're going to put, you know, <laughs> Colwell might go in there, you know, Badia Shiel and Disa C. What, what, you know, Fofana maybe to come back. Is that filling anybody full of confidence? I mean, he was pretty honest, Pochettino, at the end in one of his interviews about, about the performance. And that's, that's fair enough. But questions are now going to have to be asked yeah. about him. I mean, we're talking about Ten Hag, who, you know, he's a, he's a place above uh, Pochettino. And I know he's been there uh, longer. But, we, you know, at the end of the day, I go back to it but, it, but it's true. If this was Potter in charge, without the resume, without... You know, the, 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 the fact that he's a foreign manager who's managed across a couple of countries and he's got more experience, he would be getting dragged through the coals at the moment. And I think this is going to be a problem for Pochettino, that they're almost in the bottom half of the Premier League with the money that they've spent, with players that we can argue about who's good enough and who's not, they're still better than where they are at the moment, this moment in time. And that performance again, 28 shots allowed by Liverpool, Man United away, who are not a good side, 28 shots they allowed in that game. They are wide open against the better teams. And this midfield, it's over a couple of hundred million, and I know they've got Lavia to come back. Oh, he hasn't really played any games. And maybe Liverpool are looking, oh, we, 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 we dodged a bullet here. Maybe yeah. Arsenal are looking, going, Mudric, we dodged a bullet. Or maybe they are thinking, these teams, you know, we could have utilised those players better. Which one is it? Yeah. I, I don't know, because none of them... I think it's the former at the moment. None of them, yeah. Dan, are performing, particularly Caicedo, like he was at Brighton, where he was fantastic. Frank, what disappointed you the most from Chelsea today? <laughs> Almost everything. Well, defensively, um, it's the first time I can say that... Uh, uh, the four at the back, they were nowhere near it. And uh, even if Thiago Silva is better than the others, I found that uh, in the first goal and uh, and the last one, he should have done better. Can you imagine that Petrovic had a good go had a good game? It could have been worth. I mean, I, I lost 5-1 at mm. uh, um, Anfield. It happened the first year uh, with Mr. Burley. Zola wasn't there. 
But you know, the record signing was Frank Lebeuf with 2.5 million. It wasn't 100 million, it was 2.5 million. So maybe it weren't that good, but at least it was, it was what it was. It wasn't like expected. Uh, what we see right now is the team who doesn't know how to play together. When Nkuku came on, I saw a different player. I saw somebody who knows to play internationally. Mm. The other, they don't know. The other are mid-table players. I was insulted by a lady, if we can call that person a lady, on the social network last week because I was harsh on Chelsea. How do you want to be nice on Chelsea right now? What can you find about my former club to say, yes, we can believe, we can do something good? It's awful. It's appalling. It's everything wrong. Nothing's good. I don't know how they can cope in the Carabao Cup final. Yeah, maybe within a month, something's going to go better. We've been waiting for a year and a half to get better. Everything is working in a wrong way. So, yeah, I'm explaining something better. But when you start from so low, yeah, of course, it's going to get better. How did you turn that into a humble brag about you being the uh, biggest transfer in that Chelsea squad, Frank? That's quite impressive. Um, I suppose yeah, if you're a Chelsea true. fan, as, as Craig mentioned, you could point to those penalty shouts. What did you think? Let's start off with the Gallagher one really early on, Frank. Did you think this was a penalty? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I want to put a red card to Mr. Tierney. I think uh, he was playing red today. Yes, we can see that um, Van Dijk maybe. Uh, uh, without doing on purpose, he touched with his knee and, and, and he pushes Gallagher. So if you give, for a stamp, you give a, a, a penalty to Jota, you have to give that one and you have to give another one uh, uh, to, to Nkunku after that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a penalty. Uh, it's light, but it is what it is right now. And really, I, I was really stunned that Mr. Chini didn't go to check the VAR. I wouldn't say that would have changed the game. I mean, mm. uh, it would have been maybe a little bit more difficult for Liverpool. But it, it's only for me fair that uh, there was a penalty for me. Uh, Pochettino, his great manager, came out and pretty much said the same, didn't he? He said, yeah, we could have had a penalty. I think he um, was talking more about the second one. Yeah, let's take a look at the second one, obviously, which I think... Considering you give the Jota one, yeah, I think you've I, got to give this. I don't, you're, you're at least going I'm, to the I'm slightly in the other camp. I don't think the first one was. I just don't think there was much of a challenge if there was at all. I think there is here. I think he clear. I think this is more clear. When we talk about this nonsense about clear and obvious, which I hate, uh, I think this is pretty clear. Uh, and and you know, obviously we have VAR, and so he, he's, he's he's clumsy, Virgil Van Dijk on this occasion. Uh, I think the first one he, he stands his ground. I think this one he's clumsy. Uh, and, and yeah, maybe uh, Nkunku makes a little bit of a meal of it, but that's neither here nor there, really. There's either contact or, the, or there's not. And, and I know I certainly... Uh, and to be fair to uh, Pochettino, he, he, he didn't say these were game changers. He said maybe a bit of bad luck, but we were absolutely garbage, basically, and they were the better side. But I think gen, the, general rule, the general feeling is that, that that probably should have been a penalty. Your thoughts on both of them, Shaq? Uh, first, first, not for me. The, the second, again, just kind of seeing it fresh, with fresh eyes. Uh, Van Dijk does catch him. Um, low down, and Konkus, well, really tries to sell it. But uh, I think on review, you, you give that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search, match 
with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC, terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out Electric e-bikes. They are the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Bikes.com. As I mentioned, Manchester City with a comfortable victory over Burnley, a 3-1 win for the defending champions. Alvarez would get a brace, Rodri then scoring just after half-time. Haaland would come on for the second half, but he'd be unable to add to City's tally. No, it's not really too much to discuss regarding this game, so let's go straight to it. Let's just take a look at how the bookies have the championship set as to who is going on to win it. City remain favourites. Uh, Liverpool top of the table, though, of course... City do have that game in hand. 2-1, to 6-4 to four on. I'll tell you what, Frank, this is going to be brilliant, isn't it? What a title race we've got on our hands here. Yeah, we won that because um, um, we have in France or, or, or in Germany, well, not this year, but most of the time, you know, uh, one team in front of everybody. And what we want from the Premier League and what we expect with the big club that... Uh, they're in uh, it's a, it's a, it's a big race with contenders and everything and uh, and even if i i'm with the bookers you know saying that city is favorite uh, liverpool are going to show uh, that they're not going to let them go easily and uh, what's going to happen to arsenal we don't know even if i think they are below the the two other teams uh, but uh, it's going to be very interesting it's going to be uh, uh, crazy and it's what we like we want to go until the last day of the Premier League to see who's going to be the winner. And both teams at the moment, and we're not, we're not forgetting Arsenal, but City and Liverpool playing some football at really high standard. Yeah, and, and Arsenal did get better in the second half against, a, a, obviously, a weaker Forest side. Uh, but there's, a, there's certainly more questions about them at this moment in time. But there's no doubt Liverpool are, are, are purring. They're dealing with their, 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 their issues and injuries and... And absentees, you know, don't forget Endo was playing really well and he's away, uh, he's been away, he's away at the Asian Cup. We've got the Mo Salah scenario, we've got the both fullbacks, you've got Matip out, <coughs> excuse me, with the, uh, with the ACL. So they've coped with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've coped with the Nunes questions about goals and blah, 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 and Jota's back in. So they have less questions, and I don't think there's many questions about Man City. You know, I, all, the big, all the big hitters coming back. I, I think that's the thing. You talk about... <coughs> oh, it's that time of the day. Uh-oh. Which <coughs> is maybe you can talk off. about the, the injuries and the players that, that they're missing. Um, it's, it's two really good footballing teams. Yeah. You know, it's not about one team that's playing well and another who just 
knows how to win and is grinding results out and winning ugly. It, it is two fantastic teams that are, are, are playing the kind of football that you can sit back, enjoy, and, 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 and just beating up on, on anybody who, who doesn't who isn't in, on, on their own A game. And, and that's, that's a joy to, to, to watch because now as you look at fixtures and who's to come and what next, you, right now, you don't see anybody beating You've just been talking about your holiday for the last two hours. Yeah, well, <laughs> when, I, when I come back from a holiday, I will look at the schedule again. And, you know, we figure things out. But up until then, um, you, you just can't see. You just don't see either of these two teams drop well, but, 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 Hold on, are we talking here like we... we... Talking here as if it's a two-horse race, are we... No, 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 he mentioned Arsenal. I did mention Arsenal. He did. But I think at the moment, if you were going to say which well, two no, no, teams... No, 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 well, well, let, well, let's... No, hold on a minute. Are we t is the Premier League winner the team that plays the best? No. Or the play team that gets the best results? Uh, well, obviously it's the so, latter. I mean, but, I, you know, that's but, a different but, discussion. But over, but over recent years, those two have gone hand-in-hand, hand, be it City or Liverpool. So that's maybe why we're focusing on this more. Maybe this is a different year. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. No, I, I don't. Think, I think Arsenal are strong. I mean, I know they. they well, we can. You could have watched them yesterday and gone. Well, until you just got his goal, which, by the way, the keeper, as you yeah. well know, threw in, uh, Turner at the near post. <laughs> You're still looking at that position and going, well, they didn't. They didn't get somebody's uh, more replacements or somebody to help in Ketty and Jesus. Is that going to bite them in the backside? It, it might, but I, I just don't think they're going to go away. Right. I, I don't. And can Liverpool in particular keep this up? That's the, that's the question. Can they keep it up with the energy, with how they play? I, I just... I'm not... <coughs> I'm oh, out. Yeah, there we go. I'm over Craig, 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 it's spread to Frank. Craig, you, you, you've Frank got me right now, so I'm going to... Yeah, I, I'm going to step up. Uh, I think I think we can see for the last three games with De Bruyne coming back little by little, playing the first game from the beginning uh, tonight, it's a huge difference. I mean, everything is becoming perfect from them, you know. Uh, Rodri finds his position back, score goals like he did in the Champions League final, and the guy, De Bruyne, distributes what he has to, what he has done the best, you know. Uh, even on set pieces, they make they make it perfect. We see that Guardiola was very surprised and went to to almost kiss the uh, uh, set pieces coach. Uh, and they were, what they did with Alvarez was perfect. The 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 the, the, the ball that he gave to uh, I think Nunez on the first goal is great. That is the difference. That player makes uh, City being almost perfect. And I don't see any other clubs and any other team in England who can be in that level so high with one guy stepping up. Passion, drive and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights and more. Whether you're into speed, power or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. 
your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Spurs are involved in another thriller, this time defeating Brentford by three goals to two. And with Aston Villa, of course, losing against Newcastle yesterday, it means that the bookies now have Spurs as favourites to finish in the top four come the end of the season. Frank, do you agree? Uh, I, I have to say yes, because what they offer offensively is very interesting. And also they have a coach. And I'm not sure I will raise uh, Mr. Uh, Emery at the same level of uh, Mr. Postecoglou because what he did at halftime, I think there was a big talk uh, in the dressing room and he changed, dram dramatically changed the way they were thinking the game, the way they were they were uh, viewing the game. They, they, they were different, different players and, uh, and they showed it very, uh, very quickly in the second half. So offensively, they are amazing, but defensively, I saw some bad movements, a bad uh, misunderstanding. They have to be careful with that. I saw Aston Villa, I see Aston Villa more structured than, uh, mm. than Spurs, but the craziness that the Spurs players show and are capable of, made me think that it can do better than Aston Villa. Interesting stuff, actually, from Postecoglou after the game, saying we were chanting the ref more than we were playing football. We were naive at times, focusing on the wrong things, but that's all part of our growth. He saw that. He didn't like, the, you know, all the dance stuff that was yeah. going on, the pushing and the shoving and all that sort of... That, that only helps Brentford. You're, you're, you're at home, you're the favourite, and, and while Brentford take the lead, um, I, I think when, when things get a little bit needly as, 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 as they did and players kind of sniping at each, each other it, it only benefits the lesser team in, in, in my opinion I was Brentford on the day um, so finally I, I'm sure Postecoglou had a lot to say about that at halftime play your game stop worrying about them and their antics and we, we'll we'll have the last say which is ultimately is, is what you saw from Spurs I thought you saw a far better second half uh, for, from Spurs mm -hmm. in, in, in this one um, and, and it, it continues to show the, the effect that Postecoglou is having in, in growing this team. And, and, and to your point, I think we've, we've seen maybe the worst of Spurs, kind of given some of the injuries that they've had to, had to contend with. Um, <coughs> and they've now come through that. I'm, I'm not sure where the end is for Villa and, and this poor run of form that they're in. That cough caught on quick, didn't it? Yeah, I know. It's got all the way to France. Yeah, I know, exactly. What do you think? But what? Spurs versus Villa. <laughs> uh, I think it's honestly section two threes. I really do. I think it's so tight between the two sides. Uh, I think Spurs getting all these players back is, is a huge bonus for them. Suns to come back as well. If you were to, if you were to give me choice between two and I had to put, I had to put money on it, I actually think Tottenham... I've started to worry about Villa recently watching them. I think they've just gone a little bit flat in their performances. Starting, I think, was it Sheffield United at home? Over the Christmas and New Year period, I just, I just felt they've lost a little bit. They're not defending as well as they were. I think when Longley plays, I think he's got a mistake in him. So I, I, would, I, would, I would just edge slightly towards Tottenham as long as their discipline 
And obviously they've got Basuma and Saar to come back as well. That's going to really bolster the midfield, which is a really important area. So I would just go Tottenham. I, I, just, feel, I just feel Villa lack confidence. Every time I see them, it looks as though they're a team that's just low in confidence. And then to, to my point about Spurs kind of coming to their worst, even when they had those injuries, even when they weren't playing well, Postacoglu just tucked his guns. This is, this, is, this is who we are. We're going to go down fighting. And the team never kind of backed away from that. So now that results have turned around, I, I, again, just, they, they're just playing more confidence. And, and Villa, I'm not sure where that... Where that I think Villa are looking a little tired in the middle of the park because I think those boys have played a lot of games. Yeah. Particularly John McGinn. And, and Douglas Louise. And if you look at Tottenham, they've chopped and changed in there and they've had to. You know, silly suspensions, injuries, you name it. But some of those players have had a rest, which hasn't always pleased Postacoglu. But if you look at the hub of what Villa have done well, McGinn in particular, the captain, who's a Trojan in terms of his work rate, but it takes its toll on you. And Douglas Louise, who's been arguably one of the best midfielders in the Premier League for the first four or five months, they've played all the time. They play all the time, and I think they just looked a little bit leggy in there. And so the question would be, you know, have they got other players like Bubikar Kamara and one or two others, maybe Dindonka, can they come in and give these guys a rest to have another go towards the end of the season whilst keeping results up? I'm not sure they can. Uh, a lot more reflections on what we saw in the Premier League over the last couple of days on the latest edition of the Gab and Jules podcast. That will drop on Thursday. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Barcelona had their first game since Xavi announced they'd be leaving at the end of the season and would end in victory. Uh, for the host, they'd be Osasuna by one goal to nil. It'd be the young Brazilian Vita Hoque who would come off the bench to score the only goal of the game to give Barcelona the victories. Later on in the day, we saw Atleti with a 2-1 win over Raya Vallecano to guarantee themselves three points. And so what that means, it's as you were really at the top of the table, Atleti and Barcelona on 47 points apiece. Big game in Madrid tomorrow, Getafe taking on Real Madrid. A victory for Carlo Ancelotti's side would put them above Girona and top of the table. Here's Gemma with Xavi after the game. Xavi, congratulations on this win. Uh, difficult one with the team suffering, uh, playing against Osasuna one man down. Uh, were you expecting more, more reaction for your players in, in this game after your big announcement? Yes, thank you so much. I think we, re we react uh, very well. I didn't have doubts because the, the dressing room is, uh, the changing room is, uh, is a family. Is a family and uh, I didn't have any, any doubt that everybody 
run for the team, everybody work for the team. We are a family, we are a family and I think uh, we needed this, this reaction. So very happy, satisfied with the performance. Of course, uh, we could have scored more goals and uh, at the end we suffered with 10 players against 10 players, but we are in a, in a difficult situation. Now better, better situation, these three points I think uh, will give us uh, more confidence, more moral. So I think this is the way we react and very happy for the, especially for the players, also the, the supporters, the fans, amazing, amazing the reaction. Um, very good, very good. We need, uh, we need to be, you know, uh, as a, like a family, uh, the supporters, the board, uh, the dressing room, the players. Yes, I think this is the way. So just confirmation then, Atleti and Barca remain level on points 47 apiece, closing the gap in Real Madrid and Girona. Uh, Real Madrid, of course, in action tomorrow. They're away against Getafe. So more of what we saw then at Montjuic, Sid Lowe is with us in the dark, beautiful. We, we, he stood there for 36 minutes. Yeah, of course, Sid loves it though. What else is he going to do with Listen himself? Listen to me whining about my, yeah, yeah. my illness. So if only you could shut up and then we could get on with it no, and he could I'm, go home. I'm asking, uh, Sid Lowe, I'm, it's, it's cold in Madrid, bit, let, let him bit, suffer. Bit side in the Metropolitano. Uh, Mario, I want to start with you first though. We were talking before this game. That it will be a big indicator as to where Barcelona go now with Xavi saying that he'd left. Did we learn anything from that win from Osasuna? That I think they are still the same, what we were saying uh, during all the season. Uh, I think it's not the best performance from Barcelona. Uh, they struggle to create chances. Uh, they suffer in defence uh, against a team with 10 players. Another injury. I think your key players, there are no one fit. Your best player right now is Lamin Jamal, that is just 16 years old. So I think the, the game we saw today from Barcelona is uh, the resume of what we are uh, seeing during all this season. It's right, Sid, wasn't it? We were thinking, well, what are they going to react? What, what's the crowd going to be like? You know, the players going to lift themselves. Xavi talked about being the pressure off them, that they can play now freer. It was exactly the same, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and it's it's striking, isn't it? Listening yes. to, to Xavi talking to, oh. to Gemma there and saying saying that that he was happy with the response, he was happy with the performance, he knew that the players would react, and and you look at this and you think, well, this isn't really a reaction, exactly as Mario says. This is what we've seen for a lot of this season. Now, it is true that if you look at their recent results, they've really struggled to keep a clean sheet. So there we go. There's a clean sheet. That's a step, maybe. But the performance isn't the performance that makes you say, oh, well, it's a good job that the players have been liberated. There's a real, you know, there's a real change now. There, there, there isn't a change. And, and this is one of the things that I think has been a kind of a recurring theme all season, that we've talked about lots of elements. And Xavi, by the way, all season has talked about all sorts of different elements. He's talked about not finishing the chances. He's talked about not defending well. He's talked about moments of lack of concentration. He talked at one point in the season about a team that didn't have soul. He's talked about the pitch being a problem. He's talked about referees being a problem. But one of the things that has hasn't really come up, and I think this was demonstrated again today, is they're just not playing particularly good football. And, and, and that, in, in the face, on the face of it at least, is a thing that Barcelona are supposed to do. No matter what else happens, they're supposed to play good football. And for a lot of this season, that really happen, hasn't happened. And I don't really think it happened tonight either. They did win. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> what's, what's the end game? I mean, I, I, <laughs> uh? <laughs> I mean... Apparently, 
Lewandowski had a a, a, a barbecue this week as, yes. a, as a team bonding. Yes. Now you would have to question whether it was a team bonding or a celebration. <laughs> that, that maybe Xavi was going because he's been a little uh, little vocal about it. Hasn't, hasn't exactly played... No, I'm not blaming him for this, but when you look at senior players that are going to shoulder the burden for a manager who's under pressure, he, ha he hasn't come up for his manager. right? Yep. Not this year. Last year, you, different, different scenario. This year, he, and he's not alone, but he being the big cheese, really, you know, coming off the back of his record that Bayern Munich, season after season after season after season, at a time of need, he's actually talked more about what's wrong than done something about it. Mm. And, and that's... That's part of, of, of the problem. And there's a lot of kids and a lot of youngsters at, uh, at, at, at Barcelona as well. And I think they don't and haven't really needed to hear some of the things he's been talking about from early on in the season. And so the whole thing really has been, I wouldn't say falling apart, that's, that's a little strong, but it's been going in the wrong direction from very, very early in this season. This is not like something that was going along like a steam train and has hit the buffers and then just slowed down. It's been like this, as Sid has said, in terms of the performance, pretty much all year. Apart from, what, 75 minutes in the Classical? Yeah. <coughs> where they played really well. Really well. And then crumbled at the end because they switched off and, and uh, Jude Bellingham gets a couple of goals because they didn't see a game out for 90 minutes plus. But most of their performances... If you think even about the game in San Sebastian against Real Sociedad, which should have been arrested for robbery. Yeah. You know, they got completely outplayed until that goal at the end. So, you know, yes, it was three points today. Yes, it, it averts anybody asking Chavi, I suppose, more about will you be in charge next week or will you be in charge next game. But if we're thinking there's going to be a sudden turnaround, then I think the answer is clearly no. Mario Chavi was asked about Lewandowski <coughs> after the game, and it was interesting how frank he was. This is, this is what the Barcelona coach had to say uh, about his star striker. He came out and said, we have talked a lot with Lewandowski this week. He has to give us more goals in the area. He has to be more differential in the area. Forwards need goals. Mario, if you're a striker of Lewandowski's age, experience, you know, look at everything he's achieved... How would you feel about your manager coming out and saying, yeah, we've told him he has to score more <coughs> goals? Well, if it's true that uh, he has spoke before to him, uh, there will not be any problem for me. The problem is that uh, uh, Lewandowski or Xavi didn't uh, spoke with uh, Lewandowski before and just tell this to the press and Lewandowski noticed this on the, uh, on the press. For me, uh, Xavi is not lying. Uh, it's one of the problems he's having this, this year that he's very honest in the press conference. And the truth is that Lewandowski is your number nine and he's only eight goals right now. Last year, he scored 23 on the league. And I don't think that this year he's going to uh, score so many goals. So I think Xavi's been honest that Lewandowski is not fit, he's not performing like last year or like the way he's used to. And, well, uh, I don't think there is no problem between Lewandowski and Xavi if it's true that Xavi uh, talked to Lewandowski uh, during this week. 
I've noticed I start coughing around 6.20 p.m. Oh, maybe you should just... Which, which I think means that I shouldn't... I should, that should be my time to clock out. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't get past... I would say I would say five to six is probably the best time. <laughs> I, I agree. That'd be my, I, my agree. Uh, I agree. So there's been a lot of noise over Victor Hockey, hasn't there? The fact that the fans have been excited that you've got this young prospect coming over from Brazil and they've been frustrated that maybe he hasn't been given the chances that they think that he deserves when in comparison to Lewandowski that Xavi's not willing to make that big change to, to make that big decision. Do you think what happened today maybe will change things? I think in part, I wouldn't so much um, see it in terms of the fact that Victor Roque scored the goal tonight. I think I think it's more about the type of player he is, the movement, the willingness to run, the willingness to offer himself to try and stretch the defence. Lewandowski's a, a, a more static player of the two, but it's curious, you know, because that, that quote that you were talking about that, that Xavi made post-game about Lewandowski's position, about being in the area, about making the difference, there was, a, if you like, a kind of a tactical component to that in that what Xavi was saying is, I want him in the area. I don't want him everywhere else, I want him in the area. And yet, of course, what Victor Roque offers you, it's not to say he doesn't play in the area, but it's, it's something very different, a much more dynamic, a much more mobile kind of forward. And I think so, tonight's performance, I think, may lean in towards Victor Roque, not so much because of the goal, but because of that, that movement. And you're right, by the way, he was, he was signed at a time when really and truly Barcelona couldn't afford to spend that money on him and they've only got him registered for now. They will need to re-register him for next season because they've, they've got to um, comply with the financial fair play rules. And then Xavi immediately said, we can't load this kid with the pressure. We can't expect him to be the guy that, that kind of drags us out of this. And he has seemed, I think, slightly reluctant to play him, which is curious because he hasn't been reluctant to play lots of other kids. I think he doesn't want to burn him. I think he may think that he's not quite ready yet but I think this now might mean a slight acceleration of that process but I don't think it means immediately right he plays and Lewandowski's out. Uh, Mario far from a superior performance from your former side did you get lucky today? Well not lucky they have more talent than Rayo Vallecano and it's what uh, you just said bad performance but good result. They just mm. shot three times on target and they scored two goals, so they were very effective. Simeone made seven changes uh, uh, from the last game against Valencia, and I think he will not repeat this uh, more during this season because uh, the performance, as I said, it was not the, better from the best from Atletico, but now they face a really tough week against Real Madrid and against uh, Athletic Bilbao in the semifinals of the Cup. So I think Simeone must be happy with the result, but not with the performance. Sid, what would you like to add? <laughs> well, I mean, one thing just very briefly to add is, is actually speaking to Patrick Espino after the game, the Rayo kind of fallback, and, and I really like this. I asked him about the, the, you know, the protests about the fact that maybe it was a Griezmann foul in the build-up to that goal, and he basically said, nah, nothing wrong with it. That's just football. It's just when you're in the game, you'll ask for anything. So at least they kind of admitted that. <laughs> Frustrating for Raya Vallecano. And I think, you know, this is the, this is the big thing with, with Atletico, is they have played lots of games during January. They've got a cup semi-final coming up next week. Simeone, by the way, has complained that they've got 48 hours of rest less than Athletic Club for that cup semi-final. They've got the derby coming up at the weekend. Simeone has made a kind of a cliche of this game by game. He's made it his slogan in all of his time that he's been at Atletico Madrid. Game by game, game by game, game by game. But what we saw tonight was that's a myth. 
you don't go game by game because you do have to administer the, the effort the players are making. You do have to make rotations and you do have to protect your players ready for the derby at the weekend. Now, we did see him make that change in the second half. We were talking about the fact that Griezmann would come on. Griezmann, Lino and Rodrigo de Paul all came on together. Koke then came on later and we saw a much more Atletico-looking team. It will be, yes, without any doubt, a different starting eleven against Real Madrid on Sunday night. How long is it till they turn out all the lights behind you? How long should we keep you there now? Well, I was you know what? I was, I was just wondering that because basically the only lights on now are the ones that are there for the sake of the grass, not for the sake of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to worry that we're going to have to kind of get a torch to find our way out of this place and then well, we'll the, probably discover that the gates are locked. The good news yeah. is, Sid, you're wearing bright colours. Mario and Sid, um, as you know always, what? I should, I should find much. a steward, shouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need one of the big yellow reflective jackets. Uh, that's it's it. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, we will then be here for Getafe against Real Madrid tomorrow, uh, 2.30 Eastern. Real Madrid, of course, with a chance to go to the top of the table. I'm all coughed out. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? Roberto Mancini walking off before the penalty shootout was completed between his side, Saudi Arabia, and South Korea. Uh, the South Arabian Football Federation president is not happy. The coach's exit is completely unacceptable, and we will discuss with him why this happened. He has the right to explain his point of view, and then we will decide the appropriate action. Uh, Roberto Mancini, who didn't speak yesterday, released this statement saying, I apologise for leaving early. I thought it was finished. I didn't want to disrespect any anyone I want to say thank you to all my players for what they did they are improving a lot uh, Frank Lepuff is back with Frank what do you make of this whole incident uh, I think it's not professional but it doesn't bother me I mean he, he felt that they, they were going out I think it's not nice for the players not nice for the for the Federation and you have to stay I don't know if it's uh, really the truth what he said at the end I think the guy said, well, we lost. I go back to the dressing room and I don't care anymore. It's not nice. He would have been the coach of Italy. I don't think he would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, just, that's, that's topping me over the edge. <laughs> These are the other two games then that will take place next week in the quarterfinals. Bayer Leverkusen against Stuttgart and it's Saarbrücken against uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Jesus, man, stop it, man! <laughs> Freaking annoying me! <laughs> yeah, oh, I'd have done this years ago. <laughs> Don's <laughs> County have confirmed that Gio Reyna is moving away from Borussia well, he, Dortmund. He, he joins in Germany. The, he joins Go on, stay in a... He joins the Premier League uh, side on loan until the end of the season. Uh, they'll be discussing that, I'm sure, at length on the latest edition of Football Americas. Be sure to check that out on ESPN+. Plus. Oh. Uh, that is it. That brings us to the end of today's show. Stuttgart. Love it. I'm going home. Have you sent? Oh, jeez. What chance you have? Welcome into the latest ah. edition of Extra Time. Got anybody got a thermometer? Craig Burley's here. <laughs> He's got a fever. I haven't got a fever. But I don't, well, I don't know, because I need, I need a thermometer. Good, the good thing is, he's not, he's not mentioned it at all. No, he's not. He's just plowed through like a proper Fred, trooper. What a brave show. Oh, what a bad, what a bad. Craig, I truly, 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 I
Not to speak German as well. Not this month, Stuttgart. <laughs> I mean, going through highlights, good. Kaiserslautern. The Kaiserslautern, I think it's Stutt good. I think Stuttgart, I think it's important, isn't it, to respect the league? Uh, I'm sure. I'm hot on your backside. Stuttgart. <laughs> Stuttgart. <laughs> Somebody put, somebody put a flame oh in your, your backside or something. Oh, oh dear me. What's going on? I'm ill. I can't. I need to. For an ill man, he talks a lot more. It's all with a sore throat. I had a freaking cough. I can't get ready. I'm blaming my daughter. Oh, just stay quiet. All then. those kids. That's nice. How are you, Frank? Lovely. How angry was Frank yesterday when his. Oh, was sure angry. Was so Frank, good. I've never seen you so angry. Oh, no, yeah. He was swearing very, very loudly. <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm sorry for everything. I was so upset because I had uh, watched two games and I really wanted to be involved in the show and we had the bad sound and uh, I was, yeah, um, very upset and I said bad words, so, but not against anybody, against the technology. <laughs> oh, I see. Why is Craig on every game that Chelsea plays? Oh, don't start there. <laughs> You hate Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't do the schedule. For, like, can we get this out here? Uh, Frank. None, none, one second. One second. None of us do the schedule. Oh, no, Some no. of us, like you, old Germanista over there, you phone up. <laughs> oh, I want to do that game and I want to do that. I don't want to do that weekend. <laughs> oh, man, why am I not on that one? I, I don't make the schedule. People do the schedule. Right. But, but people when, not whenever, get that. Whenever Man you play and whenever Chelsea play, you, <coughs> you are suspiciously on a lot, even when yeah. you're sick. But they play a lot. Yeah, well, you well I'm sick. Yeah. Well, I'm sick in many ways. <laughs> Frank, if you were a member of the Chelsea board, <laughs> would you sack or stick with Pochettino? If you sack him, who do you appoint to replace him? Well, if I was a member of the Chelsea board, I would sack myself. <laughs> oh, That's well, the first enough. decision I would make. You know what I mean? But, uh, because of, uh, of the bad decision we made to hire some players and pay so much money. Uh, again, I always said when Pochettino signed, you know, I don't know what he can do. That's a real, real problem that they, they, they put like a gangrene inside the club. And it's going to be very hard and very long to... Uh, to heal from that because the players are young, they are, they are talented, but they need some other players to sell everything down to, to make sure that it works. I see Manchester United like 10 years ago uh, uh, struggling with that. I, we saw Arsenal struggling with that. And it's going to be a long term for Chelsea to, uh, to heal from those decisions. So I would try to stick with Poch and I would try to spend more money to get some Experienced players, the primary experienced players, the top players, they don't want to come to Chelsea. Another billion. Well, no, 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 no. Is it time for Chelsea to blow it up and spend $2 billion to start it all over again? Because it seems like they really enjoy no. throwing money at Do you problems. know what they need to get them going? I, I really believe this. <laughs> An all-star game. <laughs> Oh yes, that's back we in need the day, Todd Bowley to come yeah. out. Because that really fired Isn't that up. ironic that he wants an all-star game and none of his players are getting <laughs> anywhere near an all-star game? Well, that's the motive, and that's the motivating factor here. Oh, I see. I'd love Todd Bowley to come out and start talking about the all-star game again, just yeah. to give it, just to just go, just just get out of here. They can't spend, they can't spend that money again because of the. Um, they, they keep seeing this PS. profit and sustainability. Okay, all right, you know more about it than us.
You don't know about that? I've never heard of PNS. I've heard of FFP. I've <laughs> never heard of profit and sustainability. No, in this no, context. Why. Break it on. Break it on, Craig. No, no. Break it on. Go on, break it on. So, that's why you have in Forest. Profit and sustainability. Oh, here you go. You've seen that? Oh, PNS. Oh, get with it. There we go. Get with, get with the PNS programme. Well, I'll tell you why. You're too busy, too busy going around going, Stuttgart. Yep. I like it. Kaiser's Lawton. <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a pile of guff. What? Just don't make yourself look as stupid right, as the rest right, of them. Save your voice. They all look save stupid. your voice, Burley. Right, Shaka, percentage for Liverpool. Why team. is it the German League? Why is it the most stupid enunciations are on the German League? I don't know. Maybe. Why? Shaka, percentage for Liverpool to win the Premier League if they beat Arsenal next Sunday? Liverpool, of course, at the Emirates. Um, I, I, I still. I would still make Manchester City slight favourites, so I'll go 47. 47-53? Mm-hmm. But no chance for Arsenal? I don't see Arsenal winning. OK. Oh. When's that game? Sunday. Ooh. Hopefully you'll be better by then. I should give Arsenal some chance, shouldn't I? What if I phone in? As a matter of... How long know. can you stretch a cup? How long can you stretch a cough out for? Craig, would you rather be a fan of Chelsea or Manchester United right now? <coughs> well, I should be a fan of Chelsea, really, because I, I was there for a few years. Right. Uh, but then you, then we start using the words like sentimental claptrap. And who's used those words? I might believe <laughs> the gentleman in front of me. The gentleman dressed in black <laughs> with, the, with, the, uh, with the disease, <laughs> illness, cough. The one that's been... Who would you rather be a fan of? Chelsea or United? Oh, I just... just let, we just want to go home and get out of this and get away from you. I've had a message with my daughter. Right. She just said, do you want shrimp tempura? <laughs> oh, I'm at work. Working with this idiot. What? I'm, I'm over what? I can't help it, right? OK. I've been digging the... For Frank, the why are Casado and Enzo playing so badly? Is it down to poor coaching or were they overhyped during their times at previous clubs? Uh, it's uh, well, it's hard to explain because in a way, you know, for Casey, Casey though, it's the first time that he plays for a big, big club. Let's say he's young, and um, coming from Brighton, if I don't, uh, it, if I don't uh, mistake in anything, um, uh, it, 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 you have more pressure, and you, you've been, you've been, you've been uh, sold 100 million or bought 100 million. So you have a pressure uh, over his shoulder and maybe he doesn't handle that properly. And on top of it, he lives right now in a very, stra in a, in a very strange atmosphere. And you are um, thrown into that and you're, you, you kind of, uh, you kind of uh, drawn into that. And it's, it's, very, it's very hard to, to cope with the situation. It's why I always talk about players with experience to sort all the problems out. Thiago Silva can solve the problem because he's very smart. He knows how to handle that. And we see Badiashin and Dizazi not coping with that. And um, and uh, it's the same for Enzo and for and for Caicedo. You need players with a certain experience who can help the other players to to sort out all the problems and and to make maybe life a little bit lighter than it is right now. I guess in the dressing room. Final question. I've just realised. You know, there's a saying that says, "Ah, oh, just with like, the final question." Can we know well, you, 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 you Your message doesn't want you home early because <laughs> you've got this. You've got this stupid accent at the moment. It's annoying the hell. <laughs> I walk into it. <laughs> 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 She's already said, why is he walking around trying to talk with a stupid English-German speaking? So, as you know the saying, 
No rest for the wicked. Right? I've just realised. That's... That's me. What are you talking about? Well, I've been going out of hammering tongs, right? It's clearly my body's run down. And, I'm out. and he... Him. His nibs. He's going to Trinidad soon. When you were off work yesterday... When you sat here yesterday, you were off. So it's not like you've been working every day. <laughs> <But still. laughs> what am I going to do when he goes? Hey. What am I going to do I when he know. goes to Trinidad? Imagine I, I, but I'm away yeah. as well, though, when he goes. You're away? I'm away as well, so, yeah. So, there you go. At least you won't have anyone speaking German. Um, Craig, I learned of the Scottish term herkel-durkel. Is this something that would apply to another Scotsman on the FC panel? What's herkel-durkel? Well, I have to say, uh, as a bona fide Scotsman, right. obviously. Yes. I would imagine. I've never heard of it. Oh, OK, good. Urkle-durkle. No, that's good. Maybe that's from a different part of Scotland, like up north where the Chukters come from. OK, what's that? Who come from? Chukters. Who's them? The Highlanders. OK. Yeah. Is that an insult? Do you want to be a... Sh oh, the Highlanders! I, 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 the Highlanders! Would you, a would, Chukter. Would you call it... Would you, would you say Do you not? I prefer the people... Who? A Highlander. <laughs> would you call him a Chukter to his face? Depends how big he is. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Frank, what would you like to add to this nonsense? No, 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 no. I think, I think, I think. I love the way he said Highlanders, you know, and he, he criticizing you when you say Stuttgart, you know, and yeah. you say Highlanders. Yeah. Had a little, yeah. had a little yeah. German, thank you, Frank. Had a little German in there. You're right. Me, Frank. You're right. Much appreciated. Against the big old. You're welcome, Billy. You're welcome, Dan. I tell you what, yeah, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. Five years in Spain, and he can't speak a word of Spanish. There you are. He's in here. That's it. Pontificating with a stupid. Save your voice. There we go. That is it. Oh, by the way, the hardest working man in the world isn't here tomorrow either. I've decided I'm having a day off. Here's the NSC. Will that's for deadline day. Oh, happy oh, days. Excitement. Uh, uh, be sure to join us. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change. Studies show e-bike owners actually end up exercising more, plus getting outside more. If you're looking for a balanced lifestyle and everyday adventures, you need to check out electric e-bikes. They're the number one selling e-bike brand in America. Their bikes are typically foldable, pre-assembled, and have serious range up to 150 miles on some models. Check them out today at electricebikes.com and add some more adventure to your week. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com.